Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Emma. And Maggie. And welcome back to another episode of Love Your Bye. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. I feel like you are literally the most requested person ever. Like whenever we get comments about who people want to hear on the podcast so many people have said you so we saved the best for last this is the last episode in season one and we have our mom here with us oh my gosh I'm so excited I'm literally tears in my eyes Maggie that introduction is incredible thank you oh my god of course (laughs) we're so excited to have you on we're going to talk a lot about just our life growing up and like parenting and also your life and you can tell like your story a little bit and just all the jobs that you've had and (laughs) talk about all that and we're really excited because we're going to do a little Q&A at the end like actually like the second half of the episode is going to be Q&A we have a lot of questions that people have sent in that I want you to answer they're really good questions too okay and I'm excited because we have never like sat down with you on YouTube or I mean, really on any of our social media that we have, like we've never had you on like a sit down Q&A video, which we've been talking about like wanting to do for a really long time on YouTube. So I'm excited for this episode. With that being said, we're going to get into the peak in the pit of the week, which is we share the highest point and the lowest point of the week. So like your peak in your pit, if you want to start off. Okay, so I would definitely have to say my peak, obviously, is being here with you girls right now, okay? I mean, my this is like the best. Um, really means a lot to me to be here. And with the pit, I really don't have anything that stands out as being such a negative thing other than I had a really good yoga class the other day, but my back hurts a little because I think I got too deep into my twisting, so it's been annoying since Tuesday. Other than that, I've had a great week. What about you, Emma? My peak in pit of the week would probably have to be I'd say my pit is the fact that it's been a little bit rainy lately a little bit Emma there were sled warnings okay you know (laughs) but there hasn't been that many sunny days but then it also is like the days that it is really sunny you obviously appreciate those days a lot more or at least I do but yeah it's just been very gray and cloudy but I just love when the sun is shining I feel like I'm in a completely different mood and then my peak would have to be I like can't just like choose one thing. Um, <laughs> um, let me think. My coffee was really good today. I haven't finished it yet though. I have a Pilates event coming up soon, and I'm so excited about that. So that's probably one of my peaks. We've been like almost at the end of all the final little touches for it, but I'm just super excited about that. Yeah, that's very exciting. I can't wait for it. I know. It's going to be so much fun if you guys are going. My peak of the week. I had dinner last night with my friend Graydon and my friend Molly from high school. Me, Emma, and Graydon have a tradition where we do Wednesday night dinner. We've been doing it for like like literally over two years. And Molly, one of my other best friends from high school, ended up coming last night. So it was really nice to see her and catch up and we facetimed our friend b and we just all talked so it was like a little reunion it was so fun and my pit okay i think my pit is that this morning i had to drop off my car at the dealership and one thing that this car that i got a year ago i've just had like so many issues with it not the car itself it's like issues that i've caused like my windshield was shattered last summer because Graydon and I were like driving out of a parking garage and there were two cars in front of us and the gate wasn't opening and so we were sitting there waiting for the parking attendant to come over he opens up the gate the first person goes through the second person goes through and Graydon looks at me he goes you're good like it's gonna stay open I start driving boom the thing comes smashing down on my on my windshield it shatters it so I had to get that fixed I had this thing where like these birds were scratching my car last spring during mating season because it could see its reflection in my car. So like I had scratches all over it, had to get that fixed. I was leaving a parking garage right after New Year's and I 
heard like this crunch like I literally was just driving and it was like and I was like what is that I get out of the car there was a like a pipe in the parking garage that was really really low and one of my friends who has the same exact car as I have the same thing happened to him but it happened like a couple months before and the pipe took out the little antenna at the top like the thing that looks like a little fin and it was so annoying I text my friend I'm like oh my god the same thing happened to my car that happened to yours and he was like what parking garage were you in and I was like I was at the one at the prudential center and he's like that was the one that I was in and it probably was the same pipe and yeah so long story short I have to get that fixed which it's getting fixed right now and I go to the dealership this morning and it's just so funny like they give you a rental car and the car that I have was like a lot smaller than my car and I'm just not used to driving like a small car I used to have a Jetta a few years ago and when I would drive that on the highway and like big trucks would pass me and I would like go over like 65 miles an hour I swear the car would shake and it would make it feel like the car was just gonna like fly away so what I felt like driving home after and so I was like all over the highway no I mean not literally but it was just like really funny and I also didn't like how the car has one of those sensors in it when you go too close to the line it like pulls the wheel and so that was I don't know it was just weird and that's like the only pit that I have that's a good (laughs) because I feel like nothing bad has happened lately either but that was just like something annoying okay so where do we begin I feel like you should give a little background of yourself in case the listeners don't like know a lot about you unless they follow you on TikTok which you have a presence on TikTok and you have for the past few months which I love so yeah just tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from what you have done for a living like just give your background okay my name is Kristen Van S. I'm Maggie and Emma's mother. I also have a son, Michael. Everybody's like, you have a son. My son is not in the public eye like my girls. He's very shy and quiet, keeps to himself, but he's really not when you know him. I grew up in Marlboro, Massachusetts and moved down to the Cape as a young girl in middle school with my mom. And my house burned down when I was a little girl. So we lost everything. We moved down to the Cape. It was great. So obviously to move from a place that you grew up to your summer place was the coolest thing ever. You summered on the Cape? All my life. Yes. Can you believe that? Was not born there, but I summered there. Always. That's so crazy. Yes. Uh, South Yarmouth on the Parker's River and also West Dennis, down by West Dennis Beach. You guys were born on the Cape. I'm a wash ashore. So Grammy would pick me up at school, me and Auntie Lee, Auntie Lee and I. She would pick us up, get us out a couple weeks early when we were really little, and then drive us to the Cape. We would stay the entire summer and go back in September. And then when, you know, the house burned down, we, it was a transition for her. She decided to move to the Cape full time. So that's what we did and went to middle school and high school there. Then went off to college. I got a degree in marketing and got married fairly young. Excuse me, you're missing a part. What? What did you do in college, mom? I just said I got a degree in marketing. Yeah, but what else did you do? You're completely missing a part of your life that you don't talk about oh you ran cross country yeah i ran cross country. and you were a really good runner mom <laughs> and you like competed you ran cross country at my high school funny you say that when i was at the hair salon yesterday i'm getting my hair done and some woman goes oh my god Kristen," and i was like oh my gosh leanne a woman i ran cross country and track with in high school was there she lives in pembroke i had just i was that's what the salon is i looked back and i was like oh my gosh i discovered running why would you run to work? I ran everywhere. Because <laughs> I remember you telling us you would like I used to run, to run to work and I it was like seven miles. I, <laughs> I rode my bike everywhere. I ran everywhere. Like if it's too hot to run, I would ride my bike for like 20 miles. But I ran competitively in high school and college and I, I ran long distance. Um, I ran at UMass Dartmouth. I was a Corsair and I didn't like running. Like, you know, when you go to college, I didn't really love the sport in college as much as I did in high school. Being a runner, it's an individual sport. It's not necessarily like a field hockey team or being on a basketball team. You compete against yourself, you know? So yeah, I was a decent runner. I loved it. That's how I discovered yoga because our coach in college said you need to do something more than just run. You need to get something different. And so I joined down at the gym at UMass Dartmouth, they had, um, they just had classes you could sign up for and I signed up for yoga. That's how I discovered yoga. 
And now a quick break from the show to hear from our sponsors at Kickoff. We hope you've been enjoying our podcast. As you get older, something that we both realize is that you have to start making a lot of bigger purchases. There's a lot more responsibility that comes with getting older. One thing I wish I had started when I was in my early years of college is building my credit score. You don't want to get to the point where you're signing for a new apartment or trying to get a new car but don't get approved because you have bad credit. We know that things come up and accidents happen but I personally once thought my car was on auto pay and I ended up missing a few payments which started to hurt my credit score. But building a solid credit score shouldn't be so scary and Kickoff is here to help. It's platforms like Kickoff that help you boost your score with no credit check, no hidden fees and no interest. They start at just $5 a month and you can even set it to auto pay so you can build credit without even thinking about it. So what are you waiting for then? Apply right now in minutes at kickoff.com to start building better credit. That's K-I-K-O-F-F.com to build your credit score without the lift. Start today at kickoff.com. Now back to the show. When was your cheerleading phase? <laughs> cheerleading was really funny. Whenever I go on the live, Auntie Cindy always pops in. So Auntie Cindy is my best friend. I met her in high school. She was like coming from Chatham High School to Dennis Yarmouth. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this girl Cindy's coming to the school. She's a phenomenal athlete. She's going to run track and cross country. And I was like, great, like more competition, right? Because we had the biggest team in Massachusetts and um, never lost. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. So Auntie Cindy shows up and I see her in the that room between the locker rooms in the gym. Yeah. That's where the trainer used to be to tape your shins. And I, I walk through there. It's football season. And I hadn't met Cindy at the time yet. And in comes this cute little cheerleader, blonde hair. And she, all the football boys were like, oh my gosh, who's that? And I'm like running cross country and I started talking to her. And they're like, how do you know her? I'm like, I have no idea who she is. And best friends from that day on. She did not run cross country. She ended up running spring track. She was a cheerleader. She used to come to my cross country meets and cheer for us. And I'd be like, that is like cheerleading. How do you guys cheer for us? It's a 3.1 mile course. You don't even see us there. She goes, we're just here for support. And so um, I'm like, all right, I'll try cheerleading for winter because they didn't have winter track and I went out for it my senior not till my senior year though but um I made the team the squad and I was a terrible cheerleader but I loved it that's it really was fun awful so my coach said if you made the team you commit if you don't if you quit cheerleading you won't run spring track so I committed and then, it was embarrassing what did you do after college so after college I went to UMass Dartmouth and I studied marketing then after college I worked um oh you had a fun job after college. I started in Boston. I worked at Fidelity Investments. Before I graduated college, I got an internship at Fidelity. I had different positions within the company because I got hired by their, they had like an in-house temporary. So I was, because I was a college student, I got to work in different departments. So by the time I graduated, I knew where I wanted to go. And I ended up working in human resources. Don't ask me why, but I did. And um, stayed there for about a year and a half. And then I went to... At the time, it was Bank of Boston, which is now, it's changed a million times since then. It was in the pregnant building in Boston. I worked there in their, some finance department, and I realized um, banking wasn't for me. I was in this pregnant building on, I think, about the seventh floor. I worked there for about a year and a half and got married. Then I moved to the Cape, but commuted to the city. And ended up getting a job at Infinium Software. You in, drove all the way from the Cape to the I, city. I commuted for two weeks and I ended up... Oh. I, <laughs> I was like only two weeks because yeah. it was a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. For a job. And um, once I decided I wanted to work on the Cape, I ended up... They, they call Cape Cod the Silicon Sandbar. It still has a lot of technology down there, like a lot of tech companies. But I worked at a company called... The time it was Software 2000, then it became Infinium Software. I worked there for most of my career, when you having you children, yeah. up until before I had Emma. And then you um, worked at Back Office and then Associates. I worked at, then I worked at Back Office Associates um, for the Kennedy family, not the politicians. Um, so I worked for them for several years. And then Maggie was going to go to Falmouth. I ended up going to Convention Data to be close to your high school. Yes, yeah, so you could drive and That's to another school. tech company with a lot of my coworkers had been at that company. So it, it, the Silicon Sandbar in Cape Cod is a really small, like you get to know all the people. Oh, and you did personal design at Pottery Barn for a little bit. I took time off when Emma was born. Um, I worked, but I didn't work full time. I worked at a furniture store and did home design for Yarmouth Furniture for three years. Went to Pottery Barn for a year, got the job at Convention Data Services. So I kind of had a lot of different jobs. Well, I mean, you're good at a lot of things and you have like an eye for interior design. So you did stuff with that. Obviously, like you're very athletic. So you do yoga and you 
are very smart, so the software. And also you can yeah. talk a lot, so when you worked at Wacoset, that was oh, good. Oh, yeah. The whole thing about design, the interior design, even though I worked for the company, the software company, I worked for the owners, because I went back to work for them at Zudi, I not only worked in marketing. But you designed like all their houses. But I did all their houses. I did Sea Island, Georgia. I had left between jobs, so I missed out on the Miami project, but I helped pack up the Miami project when I started working for Trish again. We did Soho, uh, Tribeca. There was apartments all over, all over New York, which were great because they were massive projects. While I was in France having hardwood floors, boom oper- like a boom operator had to be hired to put the floors up on the fifth floor at her Soho apartment. And I'm in France, like, coordinating that. I had a great career. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like you had a lot of, like, different careers, and you're very well-rounded. And now it's really cool because you are in your 50s, and your career path has completely changed. And now yeah. you are a reseller. You have your own store. Yep. You are on TikTok. Like, you completely do, like, something that's just, like, creative and for yourself. Yeah. And kind of, like, followed your passions, which is really... Working for other people was great and all while I was raising a family. So I had, you know, a lot of the companies I worked for had flexibility. When you guys were little, um, when I worked at Infinium Software, you and your brother, before I was pregnant with Emma, you and your brother were doing play date things and you'd be making donuts at a donut shop with your preschool and I'd be able to go there. They'd say, just, you know, I could sign out. I'm like, not sign out because we never had that kind of a job, but I would leave in for a couple of hours, use my lunchtime and go be there with you guys to not miss anything in your life. Um, so I always had that flexibility with certain jobs and now where I am, I'm, it's for me. It's not for other people. Love that. You're doing what you love and what you want. And also I feel like it's inspiring because it goes to show that like everyone is always on their own path. And like, you know how people think that it's like, oh, well, it's too late to do this. Like people think that they're too old, but it just goes to show that it's never too late. And what's meant for you is like never going to pass you. And I feel like it's inspiring to see that your career is just like beginning again. Right, doing what I like to do. Like I finally get to do it for me, um, you know, moving off the Cape. And I hate to say this because I, I raised a family on the Cape. It was a phenomenal place to raise a family, to have little kids, you know, it's that, that sense of community. But I'm so much more marketable in my job off Cape, especially for what I do. There's like three thrift stores on Cape Cod that are so limited and are always picked over. And up in Boston, I mean, just the one around the corner in Selfie is incredible. And I have a 20-minute drive to everywhere, a 10-minute drive. You know, it's really funny. (laughs) I feel like I am the reason why you do what you do. Absolutely. Remember when I I downloaded Poshmark my freshman year of college? And I needed to make extra money. I will never forget because I worked. Like before I did YouTube, I always had multiple jobs. I had like three jobs at a time. And I would go from my job in the morning. I worked at a store from open until like 4 p.m. And then I would go to a restaurant that was right across the street at 4 o'clock and work there until like 10 or 11 whenever we closed. And then on my off days, I would babysit. I also worked at a resort and was a hostess. I was working six days a week for my jobs and then on my one off day I would babysit for a family that was a summer family and so I was constantly working but when I would go back to college I somehow would have like not that much money saved up and my dad told me he was like Maggie when you go to college and if you don't have any money don't call me and ask for any and guess what I literally said to him looked him in the eyes and said I will never ask you for money and I'm the type of person that's like if I say something to someone I'm gonna hold the word like I will do everything humanly possible to make sure I'm gonna make more money and so I download Poshmark and I go into my mom's closet and I start taking out all of her clothes that I thought were heinous so I did like research on her clothes in her closet and she had these vintage J. Crew three inch shorts and they were like a paisley orange and orange navy blue and like pattern blue. they were literally in high school they, yeah Vanessa Hudgens was wearing them she did wear them and after I her, saw, like, her lifeguard scene I saw her wearing them because I like was googling pictures to like post as my Poshmark listing and I like ended up selling them and then a few weeks later you asked me you go Maggie where are my J Crew shorts I'm like mom I sold those she goes excuse me what I'm like yeah and she's like what do you mean you sold them I'm like on this app called Poshmark and I like would sell everything and that's how I made like my extra money in college and it was really funny and then I taught you how to do it and so then you would sell like your stuff when you got rid of it and then I 
started selling my stuff, Emma sold hers, and now you run our Poshmark. Exactly. And so it's just funny, like, full circle moment. Like, at first, I started off by getting rid of all your old shit. I know. And you, like, had no idea And I was sad, because I'm, like, a hoarder, so I miss those shorts. <laughs> I know. I was Maggie, like, bye. So my whole thing, if you look back at my TikToks, I, like, Jenna from back in the day, this is when I worked at J. Crew for 12 years, that's another thing. I worked one, people made fun of me because they're like, oh, it must be nice to work one day just for the discount. I work at J. Crew one day a week just for the discount. Yeah, and I loved that you did that though because J. Crew was like iconic. Uh, and we would go in and I, me and Emma would go to the I would walk up to the, you. Yeah. yeah. I would walk up to the, um, the desk and I'd be like, whoever else is working, I'd be like, can I see the 60s list? Remember that? And I'd walk the 60% percent off list and I'd pick out whatever I wanted. Remember J. Crew had the flip-flops with the ribbon? Yes. The different ribbons and like the different belts and yep. the jacket with the gold buttons. The hair clips. Yeah, they had a lot of good stuff. That was so funny. Okay, so now we are going to get into the listener questions because we got so many of them and I want to be able to answer as many as we can. So the first question that we are going to ask, okay, this one I think is really cute. What parts of your mom does she see in both of you? I wake up in the morning and I generally wake up in a good mood and I see that in you guys, especially when you were little. It was always like Christmas morning. You'd come out and be like, good morning. Like the breakfast, the whole nine yards. And I think that's a good attribute that I passed on to you guys. You don't seem, even though when you're stressed out and going under, like you have a lot of things over your head as far as deadlines and all that now. I know you guys look at it in a positive way. Yeah, I feel like you just were always like that growing up. Yeah. And so that's just the way that we... I mean, I feel like I just learned it from you. You also, just tackle it. You by leading with example too. Because I feel like you would deal with stuff that was like stressful or just certain things in your life. And like you never showed that you were stressed or anything like that. I tell you guys that it's, you know, you're going to look back on this. It's going to be in the rearview mirror before you know it. And it's going to feel like a lot right now. But each day things get easier. So just waking up and setting your tone for the day is really important. I see you guys do that. As the best of your ability, because there's times that you don't. There's times when you wake up and it's just a bad day, but you you notice it too. Yeah, and also like you let yourself feel the way that you feel. So mm-hmm. you don't like just bottle it up and act like nothing's wrong. Right. So you can process your emotions and then move past it. Exactly. Ooh, next question. What was Maggie like growing up and what was Emma like growing up? So as you know, I have TikTok and I go on live a lot because I can. And so my girls... Since it's just about the girls, because all three personalities are very different. We're going to start with Maggie, since she's the older one out of the children in this room. Um, <laughs> I use these examples all the time. Maggie, being the middle child, would be in a timeout for one reason or another. Because when Emma's a tiny baby, I looked over, I'm like, why are her lips green? Meanwhile, she's in a bucket. We're about to go out the door, and she's got an M&M in her mouth. Because Maggie was super generous, always wanting to share. But here's this four-and-a-half-year-old feeding the infant uh, M&M, not knowing that it's not good for her. She could choke. So, of course, I deal with scooping it out of Emma's mouth first. And then I had to tell Maggie, this is not a good thing. Let's put you in a timeout. So she'd be in her timeout. And the pediatrician used to say, just, you know, one minute for each year of her age. So I'd, you know, four and a half, I'd put her in for five minutes. I'd always round it up. <laughs> so she'd be in her room for a timeout and I hear nothing. Like at first she'd be mad. Like she's like, doesn't understand, in the room, closed door. And I'm like, it's quiet. So I'd go to peek in and see what she's doing and she'd be drawing on the wall. And so I'm like, okay, Didn't she escape once? Oh yeah, that was when she was like two. I think she was little when she did that. I have a picture of that. I got in trouble on TikTok, by the way. So she's in her room. I decide I'm going to be mindful when I put her in for a timeout. No crayons or anything like that. No pencils. So the next time, whatever she did, who knows what it was. It was always nothing bad. It was just, you know, just trying to make them no safety more than anything. Never a timeout for being naughty. Other than you can't do these things. There'd be no crayons, no markers. And I'd walk in there and there'd be big circle faces with little sad mouths, little frowns, little stick figures and she had a little silver bracelet from that Eden's and Dennis and she'd draw her little sad faces with my bracelet with, no matter what you even like you take a bad situation which wasn't bad and you just you're quiet you got to business like you wanted to express your feelings and as a four and a half year old little girl that's the way you expressed your feelings easy child creative intelligent I never wanted to stifle your creativity as a little girl so I would never be yelling at you or put you in a I just wanted you I just needed safety I didn't want you to feed this child something when I'm not looking if I'm around the corner with your brother doing something you just didn't understand so timeouts were necessary I don't want to whack you you know what I really liked about 
when I was little, well, I mean, I didn't realize it like until I got older, but something that I liked that you did that I'm going to implement into my parenting when I have kids one day is how you would let me wear whatever I wanted. Absolutely. See, I would never stifle your creativity at all. Your personality is very strong. You'd be so proud of something. And if I was like, oh, I don't have time. I always took the time for each one of you children. She let me wear fangs. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would take the time for each one of you, all three of you, because I want you to be the best human that you can be and never stifle anything because you don't want to be uncomfortable trying to be a strong woman today. Like you guys are both very strong women. And then Emma, do you, Emma was the baby. So here I have this four and a half year old. Then I had this tiny infant who was much younger than the first two because Mike and Maggie are 21 months apart and he was easy. Boys are easier than girls. Girls are emotional, very emotional. Then I had this teeny little baby with me and as she grew in this in this family with older siblings who did everything for her, Emma was always attached to me. We're going to hockey and baseball and soccer and I was dragging this little girl around with me and she's on my hip and she was very attached to me. She was like an accessory. Everybody said, oh, here comes Kristen and Emma on my hip. Um, or she'd be in my back in the little, the little backpack carrier or my baby Bjorn. I carried you everywhere. And then the doctor's like, so is she walking? And I think you didn't, you scooted on your bum, never crawled. And you didn't start walking till you were probably close to two years old. You were potty trained. So <laughs> these two were potty trained so early. They, they, they independent. You just always wanted to be clean. And there's no diapers. But before you were, you were nine months and you were a year. No more diapers. Not like boys. Boys. I boys. was nine okay. months and I didn't wear diapers anymore. Nine months old. Very determined. Wow. This, this one too. Tw- for, she didn't even she didn't even walk and she used the potty. <laughs> Good job. Okay. And I feel like also when Emma was a baby, like I thought that you were my baby. You guys did everything for her. <laughs> she didn't have to talk. She didn't have to walk. Like you didn't have to do anything. So and Emma, same thing. She had her creativity. Her she was just very loving, just very very like a little koala bear, always loving. And Maggie was running in fifty different directions, and Emma would be like combing my hair, and she just want to sit on my. Why am I still the same way? You're so the same. You were very touchy, very loving. Um, you that always so always wanted to sit down on my lap and read a book. You you just wanted to be right or like you you're just very close, extremely intelligent. Um, every time she'd be doing something, Maggie would be on the coffee table with Mike dancing, and you just wanted to be right up there with them. You'd drag yourself up there and get right in the middle of everything that they were doing. You just wanted to be right in the middle of it. And very flexible. Oh, yeah. Very flexible. She did her little dance classes and with her two little friends. They were so cute. You guys dressed up and looked like little cheerleaders for one of your dance classes. So cute. And it was cute because you started having your group of friends and they were mainly from your kindergarten class. And you stayed friends with those girls for a long time. So you just had a group of good little friends, um, just loving, smart, good little sister. You looked up to your you look up to your siblings. Very close with your cousins. Okay, this one also kind of goes along what we just talked about. Like, what were we like growing up, but like a little bit different. What is your mom's favorite memory of you? I think that you could answer your favorite memory. Yeah, just your favorite memory of us. Like each one of you individually? Individually. Maybe from when we were little. Yeah, definitely when you guys were little. I'd say when... I'll start with Emma since I just finished talking about her. When Emma was little... And my favorite memory of her, well, first of all, it was almost, I don't even want to say it's a favorite memory. Emma was, she, she was saying today she's been having her asthma. I have scary memories of both of you. When your child goes through something traumatic, Emma was hospitalized for a week before you were a year old. Talk about a, you were clingy to me. I had to stay in the hospital with you because I was still nursing her. And she was in a tent at Cape Cod Hospital for an entire week in a tent because of your asthma. And that was scary going through that as a mom. Obviously, you you didn't really outgrow your asthma because you still have it, but you learned to manage your asthma, and that was a challenging experience for me to learn. But as you got older, just seeing you come out of your shell, because it happened twice you were hospitalized for that RSV thing with your asthma. Um, Once you started getting out socially, making friends, getting into your dance classes, I think just watching your personality grow where, like you said, your vampire teeth. Again, never stifle the creativity. She's like, Mom, she was so obsessed this one Christmas. I was birthday, sorry. Um, her older, her best friend's sister was reading Twilight series, right? Mm, yeah. And Emma hadn't seen the movies or anything. You hadn't even read the books, but you just knew it was up and coming. This Twilight stuff was up and coming. So every story you went to is like Twilight stuff. And Emma wanted to get her, um, she got everything that year for her birthday. 
And I had no idea about Twilight. I didn't know. I was like, what is this stuff? And of course you encourage it. So somebody gave her vampire teeth. Did they give them to you or did you buy them at Claire's yourself? I don't know, but they were like the most real vampire teeth. They were so awesome. She had like the t-shirt, the fangs, the necklace, the wristband. She was just to the max with the with with the whole marketing thing anything that they marketed Emma had and when she when she came to me she's like so serious and I almost cry thinking about it just a teeny tiny little girl and I did I did do that TikTok because she's like mom I want to wear this on picture like she was literally planning picture day two months prior to picture day and I was like oh my gosh I was like that is the cutest thing ever I'm like of course you can wear these teeth and I wanted to make sure that it here to like I know she tried them on at home so I know that little sticker that was in the inside it wasn't going to really work so I if you look at the picture and see her little mouth, she I know you just have your lips holding him in. <laughs> it's just, and I think that is so cute because so little, never even saw the movie, but just wanted to be so part of the movie, like big part of that movement. No, no, I just loved Edward Cullen. I did not yes, care I about his I literally thought Edward was so cute. I was so going cute. crazy when I was little. Yeah, you're just like your aunt. My sister was the same way. You had so, so many crushes. So My older brother, his best friend, I used to... I had the biggest crush. I was in love with him. And I would chase him around the house. And I remember I was in my room on one of my birthdays when you're sobbing because he wouldn't kiss me. Oh <laughs> I remember that. I was so yeah. I know. I was literally three. And I, was, so I remember cool. I was bawling my eyes out. And I just wanted him to kiss me so bad. So I guess we're going to start off with Maggie. With the, I'm doing, I guess, the pit in the peak, right? So with Emma, the... The pit was her, um, oh, her asthma. The asthma and being hospitalized and scary things for moms. Maggie, she had a pit too because when she was little, she was very rambunctious and uh, always into something. And again, never stifled them. But finally, I'm like, ah. I was like, Mags, something was going on. She kept like, she had this terrible breath and I knew there was a problem. So she, when she was really little, she had to be about three years old. She used to stick everything up her nostril. And so I've heard that people would put a bean up there and it would sprout. So she had to go to the emergency room. You had stuff in your nostril and it was actually paper from I remember you did it that day you were rubbing it in your face you just put fuzz up your nose and you were little three years old two and a half three didn't years old. didn't I put the deli number it was it was the deli number I, I'm like where did you put that and, and you're looking at me you're in the stroller <laughs> you're in the cart at the grocery store and you had it up in a little ball and you stuck it up your nostril and that's what they took out that day at the hospital that was scary but the the peaks of when you were little and the cute things I remember as athletic as you ended up becoming when it comes to hockey and field hockey you also did dancing one year, because that's what all the other moms are putting their kids in dance. I'm like, I'm going to try dance with Mags. And they had this day, it wasn't really a recital. They had to dance and be a flower. And so here I am with my little girl who walks to the beat of a different drummer. My son, Michael, was with me. And every single girl wanted to be a rose. And, and you stood like, up in the front of the class. Yeah, they got in the front and you're like, I'm a rose. And they did a little pirouette. I'm a rose. And everybody, and then all of a sudden, here comes Maggie. She does her little dance and she goes, I'm a buttercup with her fingertips right under her knee, her chin and her elbows are pointing up. And she was so cute. And I remember because the whole buttercup thing, when you hold the buttercup under your chin, it always shows that yellow and it's butter. Okay, I really liked this question because I feel like this was just very important in our life growing up. So the question is how to raise girls with a healthy relationship with food slash body. And I feel like you just always were so confident with yourself and you just really instilled that confidence within us and I just feel like although nowadays with social media it's so easy to compare yourself to other people with like body image and insecurities and all of that but whatever you did when we were younger I feel like just instilled a lot of confidence in both of us so if you want to talk about okay. that growing up and going to you know through high school and college and I saw what food did like just being with girls that didn't grow up the way I did because that's totally your grandmother that's how she raised us it was always you know everything in moderation just there was never she was never on a diet she was never like doing anything it was just kind of family dinners and just good food and that kind of stuff of course you see people in high school and I'd go to different houses and people would be like oh that's not good for you that's not your friend that's not good for you or always being how do you eat that and be so skinny and I think people were always noticing that stuff and so of course I was thinking about how people perceived what you were eating as almost a competition in a way not saying it's a competition but just being cognizant of I don't ever want my kids to worry about what they put in their body I'm going to try to offer the healthiest options and everything in moderation. And, and that comes with everything. Like you can exercise too much, right? You can drink too much. You can, you can eat too much. It's just, if you want it, don't deprive yourself. 
because if you don't eat it, you're going to want it. So like if you want, when your kids were little, if you want candy in moderation, right? Just still going to watch out for too much candy with sugar in your teeth and stuff. That's all. I worried about more of your dental work than anything else. Of course, you're going to have candy or a child. Um, we never got into the dieting thing. I never got into, uh, once I did the teacher training for yoga, I, I noticed I brought that one, the vegan, the vegan times home. Cause it was a carrot cake on the cover. I'm like, that looks so good. We try certain things and be mindful. Like I'll try vegan food. A lot of my friends are vegan and I like it. So I will work it into my, like you guys tried it. I geared my cooking skills to when Emma was trying vegan. Um, you just try it and then just go back to regular programming right next question is was it hard for you to understand our non-traditional jobs actually it was not like for me I didn't even go to college I skipped I went from like graduating high school to fully focusing on this when it's super traditional to like go to college my belief is if you are going to go to school to be a nurse you need to go to school I don't want my nurse to just Come, go from high school and go to nursing. I think the pandemic showed everybody that college, you guys are mark, I have a degree in marketing. With Emma not going to college and Maggie going to college and getting the same degree that I got, you guys are basically coworkers, right? And I think you're self-taught. It's kind of like a homeschool thing. Going to college, you, there are so many other classes at college you wouldn't need to take. I was on board with both of you, especially you started immediately. Um, I remember... I think I helped you guys. I encouraged you everything you did. When I started, I remember I begged you to get me a camera mm -hmm. because I had made a few vlogs using my iPhone and then I wanted to get the Canon G7X because that's what everyone used and it was like $500 or something. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking you to buy it for me and you said that you will as long as I am really serious about posting yeah. and I'll post all the time. And so... You bought me the camera and then I ended my sophomore year of college. I came home to the Cape for the summer, but I was working at Wakwasset still as the hostess. Yeah. Six days a week. Like I literally used to work like 50, 60 hours a week. And then I would babysit on my one day off. So I didn't really have time to be doing YouTube. And then I went back to college and I remember it was September 11th, 2017. And you, me, and Emma had gone yeah. to Boston for the day. And you picked me up at school. We went to Boston to go take pictures. Yes, I Because we used to always want to take pictures. And you picked us up and we went to Tate and we did all the things in Back Bay, walked around. And then on my way back to school, we were stuck in traffic and you told me, Maggie, I bought you that really expensive camera and you yeah. haven't posted that much on YouTube. Like, what's going on? And I was like, Mom, I've been so busy. I worked all summer and I have class, blah, blah, blah. And you go, I know, but you're going to make time for the things that you want to do. And you go post every single day on YouTube starting tomorrow, post every day for 30 days in yeah. a row. And once you do that, it'll become a habit. And like we talked about early in the episode, when I tell someone I'm going to do something like I'm going to do it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I did a 30 day challenge on my YouTube right. and I posted every day for 30 days. And then after that, like, I mean, it turned into what it is now from that. I know that's right. I forgot. That was so like the best advice. I made, you sign, I made you sign a virtual contract. Yeah. I've always been your biggest cheerleader, yours and hers and Michael's. Number one, I did the same thing with Emma because what that, I think we got home that around that time. And then I bought you your camera at Best Buy. And by then it was like a thousand bucks. It was expensive. And I said to you, we were leaving Best Buy and I said, Emma, same thing. I go, the, the Best Buy, because I re asked the return policy on the way out. The lady said, um, you can return in 30 days. And I said, okay, we have a 30 day contract with Best Buy. I can return this camera if you're not posting and I'll get my money back. And you're like, no mom, I'm going to post. So we never, I never physically made you sign a contract, but I started it with Maggie. That 30 days challenge, right? Mm -hmm. 30 days makes a habit. And you did, Emma, you're right on top of it because that... And you yeah. were always so supportive of it. And like, we obviously didn't know what it was going to turn into. And yeah. back then it wasn't really even trendy to be a social media influencer back yeah. then. Like it was just, I don't know. I feel like nowadays it's so normal. But back then it was like Instagram was mainly used for people's personal content or you would follow like big celebrities. Like yeah. it was never what it is now at all. And you were always so supportive. You weren't like, you guys need to go get a normal job. This isn't something that's sustainable. This isn't something that's reliable. And you never have once said, well, what if YouTube isn't around 10 years from now? This isn't long-term. Like you don't worry about that stuff, no. which I love. Yeah. You just are so supportive and you know that 
you're just very supportive of this journey. You, you always have been. I worked for a person who was saying to me, that's not sustainable. What are they doing YouTube? This, that, and the other. But then they'd want to hire you to go to the Super Bowl with me to go do that kind of, you know, do the social media, right? Mm -hmm. So I always looked at it this way. This is learning that you guys are continuing your education. You're like, in, you're in college right now. You're in graduate school. You guys, Emma's already getting her master's because what you're doing, this work life, you're doing a job, but you're learning so much that if something were to ever happen, social media, you could go, you could go into any company you want and run their social media, mm -hmm. fashion, makeup, technology, you can do anything. Even like one day just starting our own companies because we yeah. obviously know how to market. You're so marketable. The companies you, because yep. we market ourselves yep. and work with a lot of companies. So, I mean, I just feel like there's a lot that we can eventually do and Absolutely. it's really great. I think if this was around back in my day, I'd be doing the same thing. So that's why I always encouraged you because I am also a creative person. So I love that my children are creative. I really liked this question. What is the most helpful support a friend slash sibling can give to a new mom? I think the best thing them. that somebody can do to help a new mom, especially I've been through it three times, is we can all just, words are great, call if you need anything. It's forcing yourself on your friend almost. you like to the point where, hey, I'm coming over tomorrow. Like give them a heads up, obviously, because a new mom, I'm coming over to your house tomorrow, 10 a.m., I don't care if we just want to have coffee and chat or if you want to just climb back in bed and take a nap. I'll be there to help throw some laundry in, um, make you some laundry. Like, and obviously bring the food. Don't make them do the work. But just kind of schedule your dates with them and give them a little bit time to themselves. Because as a new mom, it's so difficult to find time for yourself because you know, the, the schedule of the baby at the beginning is they're up all the time. So if a friend can come over and just, even if you can go lay down for two hours while the baby's awake in a not nap time, cause they're like, Oh, just sleep when the baby's sleeping. That's great. But you know, I feel like it'd be so hard to sleep when the baby's sleeping too. Cause I'd have a wicked anxiety. Exactly. Like, so is the wouldn't baby it be nice? like I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. And also like, even when the baby's awake, you can't really get all the stuff done that you have to get done. Exactly. So you get it done when they're napping. So imagine with you got your me or your sister or your somebody goes over to take the baby while you're taking a nap and you know the baby's in good good hands but having somebody just take that burden off your shoulders for a moment okay this question i love what is your absolute favorite memory with your mom so well this question's for emma and i oh i'm so excited do you want to go first or do you want me to because i know mine yeah you go first because i need to think okay my favorite memory with you mom is when we used to work together at Waquasset, yep. which is a five-star resort on Cape Cod. Mm -hmm. It's in Chatham. And you, what was your position there? I was executive assistant to the managing partner. So you worked in the main building. Yep. And I worked at one of the restaurants on property, the Outer Bar and Grill. If you are on Cape, you should go there. You can go there for lunch or dinner. But I worked there for four years and it was my favorite. I would like go for my lunch break because I would work like 10 to 10 10 in the morning till 10 at night and I would get a lunch break at four o'clock and I would go into the kitchen and I would go up to like I, one of the managers or the chef or somebody and I'd be like hey like is there any way you could give me some lobster salad because we had like lobster salad out back and they would always like sneak me some in a cup and I would bring the lobster up to your office and I yep. would spend my lunch break in your office and we would just eat the lobster I salad together. That. And it was just so fun having you at my job. I, and I loved it too. I had all three of you at one point, remember? Yeah. And I remember one time when I was at the hostess stand, we had just opened for lunch and somebody had walked in from the resort that worked there as well. And they were bringing a client out to lunch and yep. they stopped at the hostess stand so I could seat them. And the lady looks at me and she goes, wait, oh my gosh, you remind me so much of this lady that works here. And I'm like, what? And she goes, Kristen McDonald. I'm like, that's my mom. And she was like, what? Oh my God, I didn't know that. And she was like, you guys have the same mannerisms. And funny? everybody that worked there used to always tell me and be like, you and your mom are literally the same exact person. That's so funny. It's so true. So my, that was my favorite memory. I love it. I, I have like three. Oh, you do? Oh, I'm okay. so excited. My first two are just like little moments that I remember. But then the last one is like my favorite. The first one is, it was, oh my gosh. It was like right when I got my permit. 
and I had all of my friends over this day. Like my, I have this one friend group. We're still really, really good yeah. friends. And it was me, Ella, Darian, like Peyton, all of them. Yeah. And they all came over one day. I think it was like a snow day, one weekend, and. We really, really, really wanted the Trader Joe's orange chicken. So we all piled into your forerunner. We pulled up the third row seat too, and it was full. All seats, all yeah. rows were full. And you let me drive because I had my permit and I was driving all of my friends, and it was the coolest thing ever because, like, but I was I, the pa- I was the driver, yeah, the passenger yeah, side. <laughs> yeah, I was driving, terrifying. and we drove all the way to Trader Joe's. We got the orange chicken. You made the orange chicken for us. We were all sitting at the long dining yeah. room table in the kitchen, and you like brought it over, and we just like ate the orange orange chicken the Trader Joe's orange chicken so good and then another time was I think this was right before I was about to get my license I was driving you would let me drive to like Ella's house and mm-hmm. when you would like drop me off and, like I would drive there and then you would drive home I was driving there and I would always hug the white line and you would sit in the passenger seat and you would get so annoyed with me and you would Did be I like really? yes you would be holding on to the edge and you'd go <gasps> and you, you do that thing where you you do your breathing too you're like Oh, <laughs> your yoga break. And I'm like over here driving, like freaking out because I don't know how to drive. And I had one foot on the left, what my left foot on the brake and my right foot on the gas oh driving. Gosh. And it was like so stressful. And then my last favorite memory was probably just like every day coming home from like high school in the fall or like middle school and your stuff like all your stuff would just be all over the kitchen table and you would just be like you'd come home and the house would smell nice and it would be clean and you'd just be like getting ready to cook something or you'd be like upstairs napping oh, i loved when you were napping in your room and i'd like come in and I'd, your blinds would be shut and that room is just so cozy mm-hmm. on like a nice like yeah. you would just always be napping i remember you'd always be and i'd peek in i'd see her napping i'd come over to her side and be like mom and you'd be like you, you, your hair would be all messy. You'd wake up, you'd look at me and be like, what? And then <laughs> get in here. I'd be like, can I get in? Yes. Like, yeah, and then I'd crawl over to dad's side and I would just like, it would be so warm and cozy and I can't nap unless I'm like with something, like with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it has to be like a nice warm, like I can't just like go nap on my own. Like I will lay there and just be like, Ugh. You slept with me for uh, probably the first eight years of your life, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, same with Meg. And, and if I, I wasn't in your bed, I was on the couch in your Emma room. was like, I, people like, don't co-sleep with your baby. I'm like, oopsies. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally did it. I can't, no take backs. Yeah. Oh, another memory that I have that is my favorite is that every single Sunday we would go grocery shopping together yep. and we would go to Trader Joe's. Okay, we went to Trader Joe's before Trader Joe's was trendy. Oh, totally. So we would go to Trader Joe's every single Sunday. Yeah. And we would like kind of make a day out of it. We would, well, me and Emma would steal your, we would go to TJ Maxx. We would go to Yankee Candle. We'd go to Hot Chocolate. We'd drive all the way to Orleans, go to Hot Chocolate Sparrow. And the guy at Trader Joe's, remember the manager had a crush on you? And when Emma and I would go without you, he'd be like, where's your mom? (laughs) You got her credit card today. You're doing the grocery shopping for the family. It was so funny. That was my favorite memory. I think that we just did literally everything Everything together. together. Everything. You guys never went to daycare. And how lucky are you? F-O-A. Family over everything. Okay, this is a random question that I'm going to end off with because this surprisingly, I get so many questions about this. Emma gets so many questions. A lot of people were asking your thoughts on this and I think it'd be interesting to hear because well the question is your thoughts on birth control I don't know why it's always such like a big topic whenever I do a Q&A a lot of people always want to hear about birth control and I was on birth control for I want to say like six years and Emma's never been on it so it's kind of like what are your thoughts it's funny you say that because Chris sent me that article it was the Boston some Boston news program did a huge story about they said influencers influencing people's decisions on birth control and I'm like number one consult with your family and your doctor sometimes birth control is a religious thing that's 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 personal so we can talk about it and obviously start it off with this is what I did I don't do this because I went on it because of my periods like they were so heavy same with me I was got to the point where like I wouldn't have as much energy at field hockey and my coach was like Maggie what's wrong remember Coach yep. Norton was like, yeah, something's wrong. That. And I was losing so much blood that I had really low iron levels. Yep. And so yep. that's why they initially put me on it yep. back then. Which, you stayed on it for six years? Yeah. Wow. And I don't know why. I just feel like... It just became part of your habit, your routine. Yeah. And then I went off to college and I just took Stop. it. And then I ended up... They switched me 
from the brand I that I was that. taking to a new brand. Remember I like came home for spring break and I was like, mom, my jeans don't button. And they were jeans yeah. that I literally wore like three weeks prior. I gained so much weight really, really fast. Yeah. And then you were like, no, you just, you need to stop taking that. Just stop taking yeah. it because your body is... Like obviously not reacting. Obviously not. See, that's a personal opinion. There's so many. There's so many natural things that people can do. And I wish when I was younger, I, I thought of the more natural things because I was on it briefly too. The same thing, regulating your periods. I had really mm-hmm. heavy periods, so I did go on it. And they're like, oh, it'll clear up your skin because I like you. I had um, hormonal acne, and and I did for a little while. And then I was like, oh my god, the, you know, the, the double up, the missing it. I'm like, just forget about it. I'm not going to take it. And I just, it wasn't for me. And that was it. And I, I, and I think it's sad that the news was kind of pointing it. It wasn't necessarily you guys. It's anybody who has a social presence. You guys, people who are in the public eye are competing, not really competing, but pharmaceutical companies are looking at you guys like, wait a minute, if these girls don't do it, that's not going to be good for our business. Yeah, I think. I've seen a lot of people that do like brand deals for birth control before. Yeah, I've I'm seen sure that. They, they offer a of lot of money they too. Do. Of course they do because you see what happened. Like they're always promoting something online. You're like, wait a minute, that's a pharmaceutical company. So um, it's, a, it's a personal preference. And yes, I, don't, I know the news got in touch with it. I just, it's a weird subject. It's like asking. Yeah, it is weird. It's it, What do they call it? It's um, HIPAA. Like it's personal opinion. And I also think that there's like a lot of ways to prevent pregnancy that are also like not birth control, of course. you know? Why is it always the woman? Yeah. Why is it us? Exactly. Being on it for so long is one of the main reasons why I struggle with a hormone imbalance. I'm sure. Like and now, I look at in my women, late 20s. I look at women my age who are on it so long in their youth and then a lot of people struggle getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, all these people after a while have to go to fertility clinics and it's sad. I just think that, the I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but I just, I just think it does something to your body. This might be controversial, but I really don't care. But like, I'm just the type of person where I, I don't just like pop medicine. Yeah, me neither. Because I don't know. I feel like the pharmaceutical market, like they're trying to make money. They make a pill for everything, right? What about healing from the gut first? Yes. Okay, well, that was so fun. I really enjoyed it. I feel like I need to come back. I have so much more to say. I think you did great. Thank you. But I definitely think that next season you will be on again, of I course. I have to, yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning in, and thank you so much to our mom for joining us on this episode today. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Thanks for having me. I love it. Where can our followers find you? Oh, right now I'm on TikTok under Kristen Marie Van S. I have Instagram under the same and yeah. and our Poshmark. Oh yeah, Poshmark, Maggie's Closet, My Closet, and, em- and Emma's Closet. And be sure to follow both Maggie and I on our socials too, which is our names across the board. And don't forget to listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to rate us. And we will see you not in the next episode because... This is the last episode of the season. Well, we'll see you guys in season two. Yeah. So yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. It's been so fun. It's Emma and I, obviously, our first season of our podcast. We've never done this before. So it's been a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. We will see you guys soon. Love, Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.